The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is the end of our scripture lesson for this past Sunday, the sixth Sunday of Easter from Acts chapter 17 verses 29 to 31 where the Apostle Paul said, Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think about, think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by man's design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. My dear friends in Christ, I'm sure you've all heard that question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, being someone who's been always taught the Genesis biblical historical account of creation, well, that always has seemed like such a strange question to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, well, of course what happened is that on the fifth day of creation, what God did is God created all of the creatures of the seas and the waters and all of the winged creatures and after he made all of those creatures, what happened is he said this, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. He made all the creatures of the waters and the seas and all of the winged creatures. That would include chickens and roosters, of course and, well, whatever ancestors of the chicken family there were back at that particular time. But that just means what came first was the birds, and then after them came their eggs, and that definitely was not the other way around. Now, in our reading, Paul deals with a similar question when he when he said, we are God's offspring. Since we come from God, he created us. And it's not the other way around. How could God possibly come from us? But Paul says, therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by man's design and skill. Yet there are so many man-made gods that have existed in the history of our world. Images made of, well, silver, gold, stone. People have a natural knowledge that there is a God that exists. The person who is an atheist is denying something that's basic written into him. But people have a basic knowledge that there is a God, and, and if they don't know who the true God is, then they have this inclination to make up 
their own God. And, well, to think about that, examples would be the Greek god Zeus and Mercury. You could think of, well, the Israelites and the God that they made, the golden calf that they made after God had given them the law at Mount Sinai. And then there are those other false gods, the Canaanite gods, Baal and Ashtoreth. There's Raid from Egypt. There's Allah and Buddha, and there are so many more. And, and then beyond that, we can also talk about the more subtle gods that people tend to worship, even though they don't fit the exact same category, things like money, possessions, cell phones, ourselves, and even our pillows, things like that also can be gods to people, unfortunately. But if someone's gods are those things that are made up by man, then what really is happening is that the egg is coming before the chicken or the created is coming before the creator. Paul says, in the past God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. God did not immediately punish people for the sin of idolatry. That's what it's talking about here. And, well, ignorance of the true God is not the same as innocence. That's something that we do need to recognize. But, but God still didn't choose to destroy those people immediately. And, well, what's the answer? Why didn't God choose to destroy well, it's because our God is often so amazingly patient with us. The Apostle Peter says, The Lord is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 2,000 years ago, God sent his son into the world to live and to die for us, to pay for our sins. And then he gave our world, the details of what was involved with our salvation. But up until that time, well, people had the Old Testament, they had the prophecies. You had people like Adam or Noah or Abraham, King David, Isaiah, Micah, and all those Old Testament believers who believed in the promises of God, but they didn't have all of the details. They didn't have the full picture. They didn't know the details, although many of those details were there in the Old Testament, in the prophecies that God gave, but because they were in prophecy, the people scratched their heads so much. Well, now what God has done is he's given us all of the details that he wants to give us. Christ has accomplished his work. And because of that, what God says is that, what Paul says, God says through Paul is that God wants us to live lives of repentance. 
And let's remember what that word repent really means. It is that we as believers would confess our sins, our sinfulness, that we would be sorry for our sins, and that then in faith we would look to Jesus for forgiveness and, and trust in Jesus for that forgiveness, and then, then also look to the Holy Spirit for help to fight against the sin that's in our lives to live as believing children of God. But that's what we believers can do. Unbelievers can't do that. Unbelievers can acknowledge their sinfulness. They can be sorry for their sin or the fact that they had gotten caught, but an unbeliever, he can't look to Jesus for forgiveness. He can't know that there's a forgiveness of sins in Jesus until the Holy Spirit has first worked in his heart and turned him into a believing child of God. How thankful we have to be that the Holy Spirit has worked that faith in our hearts so that you know, we acknowledge our sinfulness and what we deserve, that we're sorry for our sins, that, that then we know, we know that we have the forgiveness of sins in Jesus and, and we know that the Holy Spirit will give us help to fight against sin and, and well, for that matter, we also know that one day the Lord Jesus is going to take us home to heaven to be with him forever. That's what we believers can know. We can live these full lives of repentance because the Holy Spirit has worked faith in our hearts. Paul says, For God has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. Imagine facing Judgment Day without Jesus and without forgiveness. Well, imagine facing death. Imagine facing, well, even the problems and troubles that we're faced with in our lives right now and the uncertainty of what that might actually end up meaning. No idol can offer the forgiveness of sins. No idol can offer the certainty of heaven. Well, for that matter, no idol can offer anything. No idol can offer, can do anything at all for us. And even those more subtle idols that I talked about, things like money, possession, TV, cell phones, ourselves, even our pillows, they, they can't offer us anything at all. But Jesus does give us the forgiveness of sins. And, and the wonderful thing that we can rejoice in is that he's gonna be our judge on the last day. Jesus, the one who lived and died for us and paid for all of our sins, he's gonna be our judge. And since he's invested so much in us, well, don't you think he wants us to be with him forever in heaven? And, well, he lived and died for us. He paid for our sins. And he also rose from the dead to give us proof 
that we can also be sure of heaven one day. Well, now, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And, well, of course, it's the chicken. And which came first, human beings, you, me, the created, or, or the creator? Thankfully, it's not human beings like you and me, the created, sinful human beings, because we certainly can't save ourselves. The one that came first is the Creator, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the one who could and did make us, the one who could and did redeem us, the one who called us to faith and made us believing children of God. That's the one who came first the one who made us children of God and, and heirs of heaven. We live in a sinful world with all kinds of problems that are associated with, caused by sin. But Jesus rising from the dead, that tells us that we don't need to worry about those problems about sin because since Jesus rose from the dead well we too through faith in him we're gonna live forever and we're gonna do it in that perfect place in heaven amen let's pray thank you for being God. That's the God that we need, not necessarily the God that we may want. Our sinful nature would often want or would have to want only a God that isn't as you are, but you are the God we need. You made us, you redeemed us, you sanctified us, you make us believers and keep us in the faith in this life and, and you keep us to be with you forever in heaven. Thank you for being the God we need. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.